Today, we have our CTO on for Tech Talk with Boyan, and we will be going over some new updates that make X-ray estimations even more accurate than before. We're going to talk about why we don't need to use our customer's data to be so accurate, and he even spills the beans on some new features we have coming up. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast. My name is Bradley Sutton, and we've got our third installment now of Tech Talk with Boyan. Boyan, for those of you who don't know, is our CTO here at Helium 10. And it's funny, you know, Boyan always told me, I don't think anybody listens to my episodes, but we were at the, what was that, our social in Vegas. Yeah. And actually, you know, brought a couple people up to you just to prove to you because they told me that they're one of their favorite parts of the Serious Sellers Podcast is your episode. So, Boyan, you've got a lot of fans out there, and let's not keep your fans waiting. Let, let's get right into it. First of all, how's it going, Boyan? How was your weekend? Good, thank you. It was pretty good. Rode my bicycle with family, did some fun stuff, spent a lot of time out in the sun, got some sunburns, so I'm back in the office now. It's and Monday. Did you watch the debacle of the USA Gold Cup final? Like uh, losing 1-0, it's not really a debacle. <laughs> like, like what, do you, what do you expect? But to a, a Mexican team that was so weak, they were missing so many key players and, and they couldn't even score a goal. But anyways, that, oh, we're not here for soccer talk with Boyan. We're here for tech talk. So one thing that, you know, I did a recent episode with Matt Clark from Amazing and we talked about his origin story. And, you know, something that I don't know much about, but you and Manny actually go way back before the Helium 10 years. So I'm just curious. I'm sure some of your fans out there are too. I know, you know, we, we learned in earlier episodes that you were trained as a mathematician, but obviously, you know, you, you've been a developer before Helium 10. So what was your and Manny's origin story before Helium 10 as, as you, I know you worked together on some project before. So Manny and I transitioned through, through, uh, several phases and several aspects of, of business and software business in particular. So, so we went from software platform, like server-based software platform to windows desktop client to iOS apps, iPhone apps, and, and now Amazon. And that interesting transition happened that the, the, the last transition was the most interesting. What's, what's known and, and what part of the story that's, uh, that's already out there is how many transitioned from uh, iOS to, to Amazon to realizing how similar iPhone app listing is to Amazon product listing. Another thing that uh, Amazon and Apple share is the bestseller rank. So on, on Amazon, part of the success of, of a product is, is uh, exposed and measured as uh, through their bestseller chart and bestseller rank. iTunes has a similar chart where they list top 200, top 500 sellers, top uh, performing apps. And before working on Amazon, Manny and I, again, uh, worked on uh, iPhone apps. And part of that process was uh, essentially doing analysis, reverse engineering uh, ranks for, for specific categories in uh, iTunes. Mm -hmm. And... So you would like estimate how many downloads they were in or how many users they had based on what their their rank was? Correct. So so you would look you would look at the apps in in the specific categories that we were interested in and then based on on data that we have data that's available that was available at at the time we would estimate how many sales or how many downloads if it's free app the, the app has and then we would we would build our strategy our marketing strategy our development strategy our budget based on based on those estimates. 
So, so it's kind of similar to what you what you do with Amazon and with uh, X-ray as a seller. You might use X-ray or black box to analyze specific categories and and to gauge the, the cost of of engaging and and releasing a product in a specific niche. So, so that's a that's kind of another another parallel that that I see mm-hmm. between Apple and Amazon and that trajectory that uh, many and I took together, but not not really together at the same time. But we. I had separate paths. We took separate paths to come to the same place to Helium 10. Cool. But at one time you were working together with, with Manny uh, on these apps. Yes. Okay. So, so was that when you were in San Marcos or you were working, you had an office, like for those of you who don't know, I actually live in San Marcos. Most people haven't heard of that. There's a San Marcos in Texas where they have an Amazon fulfillment center. That's not the San Marcos I live in. I live in San Marcos, California. It's in San Diego, but you and Manny actually had an office right near where my house was. Yes, it was just just a couple of miles down the road from you. Wow. Like, uh, too bad that uh, we're up in the road right now. I wish I wish we were still down. We need that to office. reopen that office. Yeah, I have an hour drive each way to to work, and and Boyan's got about an hour and a half that he does. So, anyways, you, you had just talked about their X-ray. So so that made me think of you know the last time we were on here, we were talking about sales estimations and. And how sometimes there, there's this hysteria and then people are, are so obsessed with, with, you know, accuracy and, you know, hey, accuracy is important. But what they what they forget about it is, you know, the reason why we need estimations in the first place for sales is we're examining niches and we want to see if something's viable or not. And and at the end of the day, you know, let's say there's some somebody has 2000 sales a month. Somebody has, you know, 1400 sales a month. At the end of the day, those two numbers is not going to change your decision. You know, we're talking about the difference between, I don't know, what's, what's 2000 divided by 30, Mr. Mathematician? Like 66.6. 60, oh my God, <laughs> like 66.6. And then, you know, we're talking 1400 sales, you know, we're, you know what, uh, 50 or 45 or, or something like that. It doesn't, it's not, you know, as far as I go, that's not going to change my decision-making process. That means, hey, that's either a great selling product. It's not like I'm going to, not sell something because it's selling, you know, I, I discovered a product that's selling 1400 instead of 2000 or vice versa. But that being said, like I just mentioned, accuracy is something that is important to, to customers out there. So I know we're constantly trying to make sure that, you know, we are giving accurate estimations. And I believe the development team just rolled something out recently. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so so I mean, let, let's go back to that fifteen hundred or fourteen hundred okay. versus versus two thousand. So so that's I, I I kind of agree with that. So so ten, fifteen, twenty percent difference should not make or break your your product. So when you when you're doing your research, when you're analyzing competition, when you're analyzing new opportunities. Like there, there are multiple components and, and kind of the, the order of magnitude. You do want to know if, if you need a thousand products or 10,000 products. The difference between 15 and 2000 is, is what in, in, in potentially two or three weeks, uh, uh, extra units, extra storage costs. So, so that, that's not as significant as, as it might seem if, mm-hmm. if you focus on numbers, numbers alone. But you do want to or we do want to provide as, as accurate and as precise estimation as, as we can to, to kind of increase the level of confidence. Now, Amazon is, is, is pretty good at putting out a, a data point that, that's very useful for us estimating uh, sales. So they release a BSR, that bestseller rank, and that essentially tells us who's selling more versus who's selling less. There are some things and, and it's, uh, it's not uh, the formula that the way they do it is not public. 
but the the general principles are actually public. If you know where to look, you can see like they 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 describe how BSR is is calculated in in pretty fine detail. It's it's essentially the trailing of sales over a certain period of time. There's a decay, so sales two days ago affect your BSR less than sales you you made an hour ago, and it's recalculated hourly. So so that's that's all well known. There are some things that when we're when we're building our models, we try not to focus on on very short periods. What can happen, especially especially if you if you're evaluating models, you could uh, kind of miss the the forest behind the tree. If you focus on on reducing daily or hourly error, you could be making consistent error in one direction. So so let's say every day you're estimating every day you you overestimate by by 5%. At the end of the month, when you look at, at kind of long-term, let's say a 30-day period, you have 5% error. Now, on the flip side, you could uh, you could be making larger daily error, like absolute error, but it might go both ways. So one day you overestimate 3%, the next day you underestimate 5%. So, so on average, if you just look at absolutes, it might seem like a bigger error. But when you aggregate over 30 days, your your actual error is is usually smaller than than day by day average. So we try to to kind of find the balance between being precise and being accurate. Do you know the the difference of uh, precision accuracy? No, not really. Let me let me try. So so if you ask me to to guess your age, mm-hmm. if I say you're 27 years, uh, two months, and five days old, okay. I'm, I would be very happy if that was your so. Guess. I would be very precise because <laughs> I, I went down to like day, years and then months and and days. So so that that's very precise. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> it's it's very inaccurate. Indeed. Now, if I say, oh, you're between thirty and 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 fifty years old, mm-hmm. I am accurate. Yeah. But not really precise. Like it doesn't really ah. tell uh, our audience much. So okay. so so we want to to kind of find a balance between precise and being accurate and then do that in a way that that can be consumed so if i if i give a very precise number of sales at, at monthly level but it's not accurate like if i miss by by 50 i didn't do much then if on the other side if i give you a range hey sales for the month are between 1000 and 10000 sure i might be i might be very accurate mm-hmm. so sales are between 0 and 1 million they're like 100% accuracy every time, <laughs> yeah. but but it's not uh, it's not uh, uh, precise, precise enough. So so we try to balance multiple things, and and with that in mind, we like we're consistently looking at our model. We're de-evaluating our model on on a daily basis. There is automated process happening every day. What we did a few months ago, we expanded the team. We brought in some some new talent, and and we also kind of find some opportunities in the schedule. To, to unleash the new talent. So, so we looked at the, the current model, we looked at the, what's out there in terms of competition, and then we also looked at what's out there in terms of data that's available. We spent a few months and, and we came back, or the team came back with, with really impressive results. So it's something that I can share in kind of broad terms, mm-hmm. but uh, where we used to be comparable to our competitors, now we're kind of order of magnitude, like the, our precision and our accuracy is, let's say, 10 times better than what it used to be. Now, it, if you improve, if the sales are, if monthly sales are 1,000 and your, your estimate, previous estimate was 1,100, 
So you're off by 10% and you bring it down to 1,010. So, so the error changes from 10% to 1%. It's, it's spectacular. Like it's, it's huge improvement, but in terms of efficiency, like in terms of value for, for the customer, it might not mean as yeah. much because we, yeah. we, again, going back to that original, like how important it really is to have very precise and accurate estimates. So, so what we have now is, is way better than what we had before, but what we had before was, was sufficient mm -hmm. and, and better than what's really required yeah. to, to make informed decisions. It's kind of like the Gillette or the-, the Yeah, shade. I did, um, I don't know if you ever saw that AMA, but I did a live AMA where it was uh, really difficult to do because I had to like hide some customer's information since I was doing it live, but I, I VPNed into like four or five different accounts. I just mm -hmm. took, you know, a lot of their top sellers. So people didn't know I was preparing this. I mean, it was completely live video. And I, I'm, I think this was before we actually did these algorithm changes. Mm -hmm. and. And you know we weren't exact, but there was literally not one out of the ten examples I random products I picked where there would have been any decision making, you know, the difference. You know, there was one that was yeah twenty percent off, and somebody might, you know, a competitor might say, oh my goodness, twenty percent off. That's that's life and death. But like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. But you're saying even after that, now we're even more accurate and more precise than even when I made that video. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's cool. Now, one thing, speaking of that video, after that video we had talked about, and actually after our previous podcast, we talked about a common misconception that, that people are like, oh, you know, Helium 10, if it's trying to use all of the customers, they're hacking into my sales numbers in order to become accurate. And we, we had said, we had cleared that confusion up. We had said, no, we just have a, you know, a very small group of friends and families accounts that you know, are giving us their information and that allows us to validate it. And so something that I got a lot, I'm not sure if you, you get this too, is people say, no, 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 that's impossible. How in the world can you build an accurate model by just having a few friends and families accounts? You've got to have thousands of accounts and thousands of data points in order to predict act or in order to estimate accurate numbers. So what do, what do you say to people who bring that up? It's a valid concern. I, I, in general, I support our customers and people in general being aware of the risks of, of sharing too much information and, and MWS token that the sellers share with us and with uh, some other tools that that's really valuable resource and, and it's powerful resource. There's mm -hmm. a lot of information that's made available when the token is shared. So, so it's, it's a valid concern and, and the sellers should be diligent and make sure that they share tokens with tools that they really need and really use. They should go back to seller central and disable tokens or, or pull back tokens and from, from uh, tools that they no longer use. Now, that being said, like think about, uh, let's, let's look at like through the window. If you look through the window, you have a free baby. We're here on, on 405. So there's what, like 1 million vehicles a day coming our way or mm -hmm. just, just in front of us every day. So if, if you ask me to, to estimate the average speed for, for vehicles on this freeway throughout the day, how many vehicles do you really need to measure? Like if you, if you are a, a, a cop, like highway patrol, mm -hmm. like how many with, with a gun radar, yeah. not, yeah. not the actual gun, uh, <laughs> How, they have those two. <laughs> so, so how how many data points, how many vehicles do you want to look at to 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 build a 
pretty reliable estimation on what average speed uh, throughout the day is. So you might look at, at a vehicle in, in, in the fast lane, you might look at one in, in the, the slow lane, you might do that every 15, 20 minutes. But in general, out of those 1 million vehicles that we have driving next to us, mm -hmm. you might need 50 to 100 vehicles and, and it has to be distributed throughout the day. So if you look at, at 100,000 vehicles at 3 p.m., or, or even worse, 50,000 vehicles at 6 p.m., you might have a, you, you might build incorrect models. So, yeah. so you, might, you might deduce that the, the average speed here is, is 25 miles an hour at, at best. If you, if you look at midnight, you might look at 1,000 vehicles that are speeding at 95 miles an hour, and you would say, oh, the average speed here is 95 miles. So the, the key is not the number of vehicles that you look at, and similarly for, for a sales estimation, the key is not the number of products. The key is, is the proper distribution of those products or proper distribution of, of the attributes or the vehicles here on the, on the freeway. Now, occasionally, you may have somebody who at who's at midnight and they're, they're driving uh, 25 miles miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So those would be those outliers that you kind of, you need to identify and remove. So so there's some work that's, that's happening there. But in general, what I need and what the, the team needs is not the, the volume, it's the quality. Yeah. And and to isolate the quality, we spend a lot of time. So so you can you can go online and, and you can find a lot of uh, opinions on, on how to build a model and how to, to run sales estimation, a lot of those comments just they don't they don't have the experience that that we do, where things have to happen at scale, and it has to be cost efficient. So if I if I build a model that takes uh, seven days to to calculate to make all the calculation and pick the best model, and I have to do it daily, obviously that's not really realistic or scalable because I'm, I'm, I'm lagging every, every day I lose six days. If I build a model that that's, that's awesome and great, but it costs $5 to run one estimation. And I have to do that for, for hundreds of millions of products in, in, in multiple marketplaces. That's also not, uh, not realistic. So, so th there are things that can be done that just make no sense. Yes, sure. We could do that, but there's no, it, it's not cost effective. And it's not uh, really realistic to happen. So we're we're also looking at at the, that sanitation part. We're looking at at scalability. We're looking at at making that data available. So so the critical part in in building that pipeline going from Amazon BSR to number of sales is not really uh, the volume of of products and and the number of sales that those products are generating. There there are other components in that pipeline mm -hmm. that are much harder to solve. So, so if, if you just look at, at, at sales, if I have a customer and, and the customer makes 100 sales, I need to know, I would need to know if, if they're the only seller, if they're the only seller throughout the day, are there any variations? Were there any variations throughout the day? So the, there are multiple things that, that are happening that make uh, the actual number of sales for a specific customer pretty irrelevant. Now, going back to that freeway analogy, if you establish uh, your model, if you if you if you understand what the traffic part pattern is on Monday and and Tuesday, you do know that the the pattern will be same or similar on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So so once you have working model, you don't really need to spend that much energy and that much effort, and you don't need that many vehicles. You really just occasionally you pull over somebody and and you write a ticket and you say, oh, you're driving 85 miles an hour. So same thing here. We just need 
those friends and family mm-hmm. to to validate our model. We don't really need build so, so our basically model it's like health and that. health and wellness or whatever the category health and household. You know, there's hundreds of thousands you know of products in there to be able to build an accurate estimation of sales. We don't need like. 20,000 of those products to know their exact sales in order to build it. We just have to actually, if we had 20,000, that doesn't even guarantee accuracy because like you said, maybe those 20,000 are all on the low end of the scale or, or we're all doing lightning deals or something that could actually work to a disadvantage and skew our numbers. But, but the point is that with just a few, you know, friends and family who are have a high quality of a data point, you know, like, like it's, you know, something that's not on a lightning deal, something that's not sharing buy box, something that's a good representative of what, you know, a performing product would be. That is more than enough in order to build an accurate estimation. To validate, right. To validate, to, yeah. to, to validate our estimation, how we actually isolate the product that, that we want to look at and mm-hmm. how do we initially calculate so we're not estimating their sales we're calculating sales for for certain products okay i i I wish i could share that but maybe some other time okay all right now let's let's just take a a couple minute break here and some some of these numbers talk is hurting my head and might be hurting other people's head too so uh we just got back from from SellerCon, and a lot of times you're locked up here in the office for you know 12 14 hours a day as your wife is very upset about sometimes and you got to get out of the office go to SellerCon, talk to other tool companies talk to helium 10 users uh listen to some talks uh anything that you'd like to share about that like something interesting that users talked about or or maybe other tool companies we're talking about mm. yeah my wife was really happy that instead of going to my dungeon i'm going to vegas like that was so exciting for but her. hey you brought her <laughs> along didn't you for she, part of it she followed me she followed she you followed okay. me with, <laughs> with the kids so that's uh, yes yeah, so we, we next time we'll do it family yeah next time we'll do it without kids so so we can do adult stuff there we go so uh, I, I don't need to know about the uh, family conversations but what about the conversations with our helium 10 family or others i i see that the, the family is growing and I, I always like that that's the Potentially the most, possibly the most pleasant aspect of, of, of my job is, is going out and, and interacting with customers and, and getting feedback, especially now when, when feedback is mostly positive. So I remember days when, when there were a lot of complaints about the performance or, or lacking uh, certain aspects in, in some of our tools. Now the, the feedback is, is turning more uh, positive. So it's, it's pretty pleasant experience, very positive sentiment. But what's interesting is that the, the number of personas that we're interacting with, number of, of types of customers that are using Helium 10 is expanding. So, so the, the work is, is never done. Mm-hmm. So, so while we started as a set of tools focused on private label sellers, now there are other aspects of, of, of sellers, other types of sellers selling on Amazon that are using Helium 10 tools, finding value and uh, asking for, for tweaks and improvements. There are always a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas for, for new things, a lot of ideas for improvements of the existing products. So that's that's very exciting. Like I see a lot of potential for us, but I also see a lot of demand for help. Were there, were there things that people, you know, of course, whenever, when anybody finds out, hey, this is the CTO of, of Helium 10, obviously they're going to give you suggestions about Ooh, I'd love to have this tool or I'd love to have this feature. But you know, without saying what it is, was there anything you heard over that weekend that 
that actually now is on your roadmap that, oh, that's a good idea. Let's maybe dedicate some time to do this. So almost everything that, that I received as feedback is on the roadmap. Wow. But one way, one way or another. Mm -hmm. So, so there are very few comments that I've heard that I could just discard. Like some things uh, can be tweaked, improved. For example, for alerts, we had Mark. So uh, a customer asked for essentially building a, a case management into alerts. So when 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 he and and his team and they receive a notification through alerts, some of those notifications are actionable, like immediately actionable so you can do certain things if it's a negative review maybe they want to escalate to amazon or, or, or leave a comment reply to negative review immediately mm -hmm. if it's a, a change if they get notified that there is a change in in measurements that the product the amazon the measured yeah. their their product and and they change dimensions they have to open a case with amazon and then wait a few days get a, get a response back so somebody needs to track those actions and what the outcome of the action is. So, so this customer in particular asked if we could expand our alerts to build the case management, which is a great idea. Unfortunately, I don't think we can do that, but what we're doing, what we're looking into right like now. Like case is, management, like actually open a case in Amazon and seller support, is that what he was looking for? Or? And, and track the progress. So, ah. so he would essentially, they're using spreadsheets right now. So, so they, they, they'll make a comment that the product such and such uh, requires this kind of action and this is what happened with it. And, and somebody contacted Amazon and Seven days later, they'll go back to that Excel spreadsheet and they'll look at open cases and follow up if they need to follow up. So in that sense, like I wish we could do something like that for Helium 10, but I don't think we, with Helium 10, but I don't think we can do the best job, but there are tools out there that you're already using. Like we're, when, when we're doing a project management, when we're doing task management, we are already using tools that allow for something like this. You can make a comment, you can attach image, you can you can follow up, you can have alerts. So what we're working on right now is, is building kind of integrated pipeline where you can take those alerts from Helium 10 and then propagate those to, to a third-party tool. Maybe you can uh, create the integration to uh, Zapier or, or Parabola or, or, or if then this, then that, like what mm -hmm. the, so maybe you can integrate alerts with some of those tools and, and create cases in, in Jira, for example. You might be using Jira to, to monitor those tasks. So, so that's one thing that was really kind of out of left field. Yeah, I, I, I don't baseball. ever remember that being requested. So, so But, but it, it makes sense. And it especially makes sense if, if, if you're moving to, to, if you're trying to, to service uh, uh, agencies or, or mm -hmm. bigger brands where they don't have the capacity to, to monitor every product and every task. So, so there are many things that, that have to happen. So they'll, they'll initiate an action and they have to go back and, and revisit the, the, the pipeline and see what, what still need, what needs to be done and, and what they can do yeah. to, to kind of clear that backlog. So, so as, as we're kind of trying to, that's why I mentioned different personas, you have needs that are different from what we had a year or two ago. So the fun thing is sometimes it can be frustrating, but it, it is actually fun. It's, it's encouraging that whatever we put out there, there's need and there's demand yeah. for more. So, so like the, the work is never done. And we, so. and we rely on our customers because, you know, you're not selling on Amazon. Manny doesn't sell on Amazon anymore. I've never had my own private label product in my entire life. So we, you know, we enter the only way that we can kind of, you know, get the pulse of, of the market is at these events and, and our customers letting us know. So obviously, 
you know, you, you don't get out of your dungeon that often, you know, for events like this. So what I do is I tell people, hey, if and you let me know if this is still the best way. Mm-hmm. But anybody who you know does not have the opportunity to talk to Boyan directly at a conference, what is the best way that they can get their voice heard? You know, I, in my opinion, it's not Facebook because, you know, Facebook, I still haven't figured out that algorithm about how somehow, you know, at the very top of my newsfeed, I'll see something from last week, but then something that was just posted is buried. So Facebook things are lost. But what I've been telling people is, hey, send to support at helium10.com. And, and don't just say, hey, I'd love to see this, but detail how they would like it to work. And you see, do you see all of these emails or, or how, what, what's the best way, in other words, for people to, to give their ideas? Right. So support support at helium10.com is the, the best endpoint. So if, if you post on Facebook, somebody might see that and it might be escalated, but there's no set escalation process for, mm-hmm. for Facebook, for our, for, for our groups. Where we do have a kind of detailed and, and elaborate escalation process is if you email support at helium10.com. And I don't really, so, so what is the most valuable for me is the actual problem, description of a problem mm-hmm. that customer is trying to solve. Because the, the technology part, I can solve. Like the technology, I understand what we have and what we can do. What I need, sometimes need help with is understanding the problem that the customer is trying to solve. So mm. I, I don't need the specific- You don't need to explain how the tool needs to work. Uh, don't, don't have them try and do your job for you, but how can we help them do their job? Correct. Better? So, so, so th- that's, that's the, the value of, of having that direct interaction. That's the same thing happens when when I do go out and 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 get a chance to talk to customers. Like they'll try to to explain technical aspect of of, of our tools, and that's not. I mean, they're really smart customers, and that's valuable. But it would take a lot of time for them to get familiar with the technology, what we have, what we can do before they can do that part. What they can do is is tell me the actual problem that they're trying to solve. Maybe they're spending too much time doing certain things. Oh, this is how I'm using Helium 10. And and this is really bugging me. I cannot achieve certain things unless I do this or that. Or here's the part in my workflow that that's not covered by tool right now. I have to manually, as I said, for, for, for Mark, who, who mentioned that that process of manually capturing uh, cases in, in Excel. So that's the problem that that I, I needed to know. Like that that's that's what I wanted to hear. And for you, you mentioned selling on Amazon. You're right. I don't sell on Amazon. And I spoke with Patrick. Patrick over at SellerCon. One one of our customers came from Switzerland to okay. ask me the question. Not really to ask me that question, but he did ask, "Hey, do you sell on Amazon?" And and when I said no, like, why don't you sell on Amazon? Like, I don't like our customers are, are Amazon sellers, so it might sound kind of off-putting, but I don't really enjoy that part like actually selling on amazon mm-hmm. there's just too much stuff that has to happen there from from sourcing to 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 accounting like there are too many things and and then you have to delegate that you have to manage that so that i i just don't find that very enjoyable yeah what i do like is is kind of problem solving so i do like to hear about problems that people are having in that journey so i try to solve that problem and 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 move on and find find the next problem to to solve essentially. So yes, please. If you're using Helium 10 software, or if you're not using Helium 10 software, but you're struggling with with some aspect of your business related to Amazon uh, support at helium10.com, and that will 
get to me and and to the engineering team and and we have a product management team so so people who need to know about that will will be alerted and and will pay attention to that cool cool i want to get back to one last thing about sellercon in a second here but you mentioned that you know we might be integrating something you know for was it mark was his name mark yeah. so so he he suggested something now usually we don't give everybody a heads up on what we're working on but i believe next week or the week after one of our tools is going to get kind of a, a make makeup, not makeup, makeover, makeover. extreme makeover. makeover, become more functional. Are we allowed to, to mention that that tool here since it's going to happen soon by the time this episode airs or you want to keep that secret? So, no, we cannot talk about it. Okay, that. we That's, can't talk no. about that. <laughs> so uh, I, I assume you're talking about so now I'm, I'm kind of like mm -hmm. here. Like fishing, like are we talking about three fungi? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So okay. I guess we can. Say. Okay. Yeah. Because we have we have a few tools that are supposed to come out, or a few tweaks that are supposed to come out over the next few months. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, the fungine is one of the oldest tool in in Helium Ten Suite, and and it's functional. Over at social, I had somebody share kind of success story that that they got over ten thousand dollars after running. Refungini once. So Just once. And yeah, got, they wow. ran, so probably the first time they ran it. Like, mm -hmm. right? It will happen every month, but that pays for Helium 10 for 10 years yeah. for them. So I'm, I'm so glad they, they succeeded. I'm, I'm not so happy that we don't get to share in their success more than just that fee but uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, 5% uh, of that goes yeah. to Boyan, 3% to me. No, uh, you guys keep 100% of that. So that's cool. That's something that we can look forward to. Now, the other thing from SellerCon that was so big for me, I know you got a kick out of it too. I don't think we're allowed to say the name of the company yet, but we found out that one of the biggest, most well-known companies in the world is using Helium 10. And, and it was cool because they had mentioned that, you know, before, you know, since they're such a big brand name, you know, they could not even know what they're doing and they could do something on Amazon. They were actually doing nine figures on Amazon, even before they started using Helium 10, I believe it was around a hundred million. Mm -hmm. But then... They started using Helium 10 and then within, I forgot what it was, a year and a half or two years. Do you remember what, what, their, what their annual sales went to thanks to Helium 10 he mentioned? This had tripled. So the sales had tripled to 300 million. Over three. Yeah, that, that's crazy. $300 million. And man, talk about percentage. Like it would have been nice to, to actually have gone in there when they first started. We didn't even know they were using us, you know. Hey, you know, we'd love to get a, maybe 1% of your, your increase. That would have been nice, right? Yeah, so I, I, I actually, yeah, when I, when I had that conversation, I, I already had a glass of wine. So that's all it takes for me to kind of like <laughs> say whatever I, I, I mean. So I said, like, I spent more on their product over two years than what they paid in, in Helium yeah. 10 fees for, for that period. But so there's that financial aspect, but there's also bragging rights. So, so at, at some point, like that, that has, that, that might have more value. So, I'm I'm hero for my uh, kids now. Yeah, like, yeah. Again, Did you tell them? Did you tell them? I, yeah, I told them. Well, let's <laughs> yeah, let's not uh, discuss details. But now yeah. I, I have that satisfaction that my kids actually like what I do. Like now <laughs> they can go out and and share with their friends. As Manny would say, how cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So, anyways, Boyan, always a pleasure to have you here. Before we close this episode, is there any other words of wisdom? that you have out there or anything else you wanted to talk about? No, not really. This is it for, for this time, but I'll be back in a couple of months. I'll, I'll find a way to, to skip the next yeah. month. So, <laughs> uh, I'll evade, but the next time I'm back, we'll have different topic. It will be more interesting than this one, but 
<laughs> well, this one was pretty interesting. So this is going to be hard to top. So, all right, guys. And then remember, if you have questions for Boyan or that you want us to discuss here on Tech Talk with Boyan, please reach out to me. You can, you know, find me on Facebook or you can email support and just say attention, Serious Sellers Podcast, and we'll be happy to address that if we are able. So thank you, Boyan, for joining us and we will see you next time.